Hello, and welcome to today's special bonus episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm very excited to have our favorite and America's favorite parenting expert joining us again, Christina McGee, the author of Parenting Apart. You all know you've seen this book a million times because I hold it up all the time because it's on my desk all the time. Um, Christina has been with us six or seven times before talking about everything that you need to know about parenting, co-parenting, um, supporting your children through divorce, having a healthy child-centered divorce or a healthy or a, a child-centered divorce for a healthy experience for your children or as, as healthy as it can be. And today I asked Christina to come back because as we head into the holiday season, it, it's we just thought it was important to have a conversation about the hard parts, right, Christina? This is tough stuff, everyone. We get it. We've been doing this and working with you and working with parents and supporting kids for decades now. And there's something about this time of year that is just that nth degree harder when it mm -hmm. comes to talking about what we're going to do, how we're going to handle the holidays. So Christina very generously came back and we're going to spend a little time diving in to her top tips for handling the hard parts and sort of zoning in or, or getting focused on not letting different be devastating because it can feel that way. Right. So thank you so much, Christina, for joining us again. Uh, always a pleasure to be here. I love these conversations. Well, and I learned something. So what you all probably know, if you've listened to any of the other episodes with Christina, but Christina and I, um, she has a wonderful training she does through Mostyn Guthrie, my online academy um, called the Co-Parenting Specialist Certification Training, which is entire training that she has created that is solely focused on helping all kinds of divorce professionals to support parents who are going through the divorce process to have a child-centered divorce, right? We know you as parents really want the divorce process not to adversely affect your children, to not have a, a negative impact on their childhood and their lives. This is like something we hear, right, Christina, constantly, but it's so hard to do. It's so hard to know what to do. So Christina is truly like she is creating an entire movement of professionals who are there with the skills and the knowledge and the understanding to help you do that. So I will just say, if you are going through a divorce and want to have a professional helping you who really can be child-centered, look for a co-parenting specialist, someone who has taken Christina's training because they are really going to be at the top of their game for that. And Christina, I just wanted to, you know, get started with the hard parts. Let's, let's just jump right into this. Um, you know, you talk to parents every day, having difficult conversations. It's what you're basically, as you coach and, and work with couples going through divorce, separating, they're all difficult conversations. What is it around these holiday conversations that makes them extra hard? I think there's a lot of things that make the holidays hit hard for co-parents, you know, so you have your own emotions that are reeling. I mean, let's just think about the context of the holidays, right? There's so many emotions that come up. This is a time that's framed around family, 
around, you know, being together, um, you know, this, this closeness and it's, it's supposed to be a magical time of year. Right. And for many of us, it's not because it stirs up all those feelings about what could have been and wasn't what we wished was, but didn't necessarily happen. And all of those feelings, the guilt we feel over our children, not being able to have the holidays they've always had, um, you know, things being different, things being different is really, really tough for lots and lots of families. And the amount of guilt that co-parents feel is enormous along with their own feelings of sadness about not having their kids with them. Maybe it's a first holiday or maybe it's the 10th holiday. It doesn't necessarily get easier with time. Um, And so for a variety of reasons, when those big emotions kick in, sometimes we don't necessarily realize how we're handling the holidays um, really impacts our children's experience of the holidays. And so we need to really get clear about that so that we can be fully present for our kids and focused on them. Well, and so, so many wonderful points in, in what you just said. And, you know, I think I'll, I would like to focus first on what you just said at the end there about focusing in on the kids experience, right? Because I think a few things. So let me start with when I am working in a mediation setting, say with two parents, and we're talking about upcoming holiday scheduling, very often parents will be very, very focused on what they've done in the past. Mm -hmm. And very often, because now mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad are going to live in separate households. What's been done in the past isn't necessarily what is able to happen going forward. And so I wonder what you say when you're talking to parents about the impact of what happened in the past. Like why, what, is that the leader that we should be looking to in determining what we do going forward? Well, I don't think it's a bad idea to talk about. So just let's, let's have a little history lesson, you know, bring me up to date. What have we done in the past and what's really important for our kids So it goes back to this fundamental question that I ask parents to really think about is what needs to stay the same and what needs to change? You know, so what about the holidays? Do we really want to keep in place for our kids? How can we work together on that? Now, there may be some things that you just can't keep in place. Like maybe one of the things that kids really enjoyed or they have a lot of memories tied to, for example, I'm just going to use Christmas as an example. Like, we all sit around the Christmas tree Christmas morning and open presents together, you know, with both parents there. Well, that may be a tall order for parents moving forward. They may need to do something very different. And that's something that lots of parents struggle with. Like, should we do those things together or not? Especially if it's right after a separation or divorce. Um, And it's a first, like this is our first holiday. Shouldn't we be together for the kids? And that really depends. It depends on if you can responsibly manage your emotions. But if you're, you know, sitting across the room for each other and exchanging icy glares or, you know, somebody's like on the verge of like having an emotional meltdown, that's certainly not going to help the kids. So thinking about that big question, what needs to change? What needs to stay the same? And I think the other big question is, what do we want our kids to remember? 
when they look back on this holiday, what is it we want them to remember? And a lot of times as parents, we forget that the memories that really stay with our kids are the times that we spent with them. Not what we put under the tree, not the day on the calendar, you know, not the actual place, but just how that time was spent. How did we make that a point of connection? And so really that needs to be the focus moving forward. How can each of us kind of make those meaningful points of connection for our kids and give them memories that they'll want to remember? Right. I remember you said, um, we, we did talk about holidays, just I forgot to mention at the top of the episode, you were on um, the, the podcast in 2020, and we did a holiday episode that you had a great tip in your prior episode that was talking about looking what you want your kids to look back on, right? You said, what kind of experience, what kind of holiday do you want to create for your children? You had a wonderful quote um, in that you always have wonderful sayings that are so easy for people to remember about children looking back. Um, maybe you can explain that for people. So we can just use Halloween as an example, cause it's going to be coming up really soon, but insert whatever holiday, but let's say for Halloween, when your kids, what do you think is going to matter most to your kids who they went trick or treating with are their parents fighting about who they're going to go trick or treating with? Right? And what matters to kids, <laughs> of course, it's a no brainer in the moment, though, that's not what we're thinking about. We're thinking about, well, it's really not fair that I don't get to spend like the F word gets used a lot when we talk about the holidays. It's not fair that the other parent gets to take them trick or treating. You know, we should split it like they get to do a block. I get to do a block or they get from this time to this time. And I get from this time to this time. And I can almost guarantee you it's a recipe for disaster, right? Cause kids get shuffled around. And when we really get connected to this idea of what's fair for us as parents, what we forget is how it feels for kids and kids feel like a commodity, right? Their time is the hours and minutes of their little lives are just getting kind of piecemealed together to keep everybody, like to keep parents happy. And in the process, they stop focusing on what actually feels okay for them. And they focus more on what feels okay for their parents. And that tendency doesn't go away. Kids continue to carry that with them well into adulthood, as we know. Yes. Well, and let me just insert one of the reasons we know that is <laughs> Christina is um, one of the producers of the upcoming Split the Teen Years film. Now, Ellen Bruno, the filmmaker um, who's who's creating the second film with Christina was on the podcast uh, last year talking about the original split, but now there's a sequel coming folks. And we'll have Christina and Ellen on, um, in the first quarter of 2023 to talk about the new film. But one of the, the takeaways from that, that we found out is exactly what you're talking about there, Christina, right? When parents are super focused on fairness around splitting up their children's time, it actually trickles down into how children feel about their time. And they feel that they have to be fair in how much time they spend with each parent. So it actually adds stress and anxiety and a spreadsheet mentality for your kids, right? There's one young lady who actually says that. 
Oh, she does. Yes. Olivia talks about, you know, she views her time with her family members like a pie chart, you know, 25% here, 25% here. Did I do it equally? Did I do it fairly? Gosh, what a burden for kids to have to carry around. Now, the thing is, is I don't, I don't believe parents are intentionally wanting their children to be burdened with this. It's just a byproduct right? Of us not being aware of all this stuff that kids are navigating behind the scenes. And there's tons. There's so much that doesn't make it on our parenting radar that kids are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Um, And so that's why I think films like Split and Split Up the Teen Years are so incredibly powerful because they pull back the curtain on some of those unspoken worries and struggles and really help parents get a a a clear perspective and vision for what this experience truly feels like for their kids and some of the things that they are really concerned about. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I have to say, I I do want to emphasize, I a hundred percent agree with you. Parents, when they are focused on that fairness, they absolutely, I don't think have any um, intention of putting something on their children. Right. But I, I found it incredibly impactful as an adult myself who has thought in my mind, oh, it's not fair. They spent six hours over there and they only spent three hours over here or something like that, right? We, we are human right. beings and we love those little people and we want those little people to be with us. And it feels like a loss, right? It feels like we mm-hmm. are losing something what I hope can help us do what's best for the children is to sort of turn that around and look at their experience, starting to look at things through their eyes, much as the film helps you do. Um, Bella Duncan, um, who mm-hmm. I know you know, a kid with two homes, she did that wonderful episode um, on the podcast with me where she talked about something that I had never thought about for kids in the what it feels like to go between two households and how she felt like she'd lost a lot of her personal downtime as a child, because every time she shifted between her two parents' households, there was such excitement on the part of the parent whose home she just got to because they hadn't seen her for a few days. They were so excited to see her that they had that instant, like, oh, I've got a lot of plans and we're going to do this. And it's tell me all about what's happened. And she said, and it was wonderful. And I felt loved. And I also felt like I was never alone. And I never had my time just to decompress and be a kid at times. Right. So that's, you know, there's something to that, um, putting ourselves into our children's shoes, um, that I think can be helpful, but that can also be incredibly difficult for parents in this moment of time where everything, by the way, they're most parents are exhausted by this point, right? Like most of the people who are listening right now have been arguing over plates, dishes, um, you know, who's going to pay off the car loan. And now we're talking about where the kids are going to be for Thanksgiving, for example, you know, so how, how do you set up these conversations so they can be productive so that they can hopefully be heard by your co-parent in a way that the two of you can really bring your kids to the, the center of this conversation? Well, I think, I think the first step, I'm going to circle back to a point I know I've mentioned before. Um, and that is 
it starts with you, right? <laughs> so you need to get really crystal clear about what you want for your kids and what you have control over. Mm -hmm. So when parents can get really clear about what their co-parenting values are, how they want to show up for their children, what the priority is, then they are more prepared to enter into a conversation because really, again, you know, we talk about this all the time. You don't have any control over what the other parent thinks, the choices they make, whether they're going to be flexible or not flexible. The only part of the equation you do have control over is you. And so if you approach this conversation with, I want to give my kids memories that they want to remember. I want to have, I want to make the holidays about meaningful connection and not the dates that are on the calendar. Um, I want them to really be able to sink into this holiday and do things that have meaning and value for them. Then you, there's a, then you can explore options, but right. when we get really locked in on, it really should be this way. If only they would stop doing this, I wish they would just that. Well, that's when we just kind of really, we struggle, right? We get stuck and we stay miserable and we get like myopic, right? This is all I can see because you're so laser focused on this is how it should be. Um, and so I tell parents they really need to kind of practice some radical acceptance, right? Get radical over the holidays. <laughs> and that means really sinking into this idea that it is what it is, whether I like it or not. Plain and simple. Like, and and when we can let go a little bit and ask ourselves like really important questions, like what is it costing me to stay really focused on how things should be? Right. And asking yourself, what is it costing my kids for me to be really focused on how the holidays should be, right? And so what would happen, second part, what would happen if I just backed off of that a little bit, like, and just opened myself up to the possibility of what they could be, what they might look like, um, doing things a little bit different and um, not buying into this idea that'll be devastating. Right. Well, and you use that phrase different does not mean devastating. And I think that's actually something that's really hard for people, especially when it comes to holidays mm -hmm. to accept because it feels devastating. Um, I'm going through with a family that I've, I've been working with for a number of years, but we're going through right now this issue around the holidays. And now there's several years past the divorce. So both mom and dad have new partners. Um, and they have their partners have families and children. And so we have a very extended family and it's what had always been a relatively simple holiday season because they all lived close to each other in one location now has become extremely complicated because of the extended family who's in other states and everybody mm. wants to have the holiday seasons. It's imperative we have everybody together for Thanksgiving because everybody else is going to be there and the kids need to see their cousins and their extended family. And then they all need to be there for Christmas because the aunts, the uncles, the grandparents will all be there. How can parents help themselves 
when they're faced with that, which feels devastating because it is a significant, mm-hmm. right? Your kids can't be there in wherever the family's all, some families are flying off to the Bahamas for Christmas. Say they want to do, they do a, a beach vacation always. And the kids aren't going to get, get to go this year, mm-hmm. even though grandma, grandpa, all the aunts, all the uncles, cousins, everyone else is going to be there. The kids are going to be with their co your co-parents somewhere else. How does a parent deal with that? Well, I think the first, the first thing is pay attention to it, right? Realize it's there and then process the hard parts. So ask yourself like, okay, so how much of this is about me? Like, how do I feel about this (laughs) and Mm -hmm. how do my kids feel about it? Right. The, The thing is, is that change is a part of life everything changes. Even if you had stayed in a relationship with your co-parent, there would come a time when your children would grow up, they would go off to college, they would travel, they would be in relationships themselves where they're going to spend Christmas with their, you know, some other family, some strangers. So this is an opportunity for everybody, right? To figure out how to deal with the hard stuff, because that's just a part of life, part and parcel change. It's going to happen. You know, there's a saying, it said there's good news and bad news about divorce. The good news is things are going to change. The bad news is things are going to change, right? (laughs) So how are we going to navigate these changes? And I think it's really important for parents to remember that one of the most significant influences in how children adjust and how they manage change depends on how we manage change. So what kind of role model do you want to be? So I think you get clear about what's in it for you. Where do you have skin in the game? Where are you really struggling and what's important for your kids? And then I think you need to, if there's going to, if it's going to be different, I think you need to state the obvious. I think you need to have a conversation about it. And that's one of the things that parents often overlook. We just, we feel so guilty. We're so personally devastated. We're feeling sad. Of course, by default, we think the children are going to be really sad. And so we don't talk about the hard parts. And I think you need to talk about the hard parts. Otherwise, kids think it's not okay to talk. And then they're going to start filtering. And they're not going to tell you when they're struggling. And you don't want that. God, no. So I I knew this was a great question. I can always, I just want you listeners (laughs) to know, I can throw any question out to Christina and she can come up with the best golden nuggets for you all. And there were so many in there because this really is the crux of it, folks. When you have children during the holidays, you are likely facing the the probability that you're going to spend part of some holiday without the the children, that they're going to be with their other parent. And there were so many wonderful tips in there for how you can, you know, it's a, it's a mindset shift in so many different ways. And it's, it's coming at this from the different perspective and recognizing the opportunity. I just, I love everything that you said in this. And the fact that you are in every moment, but especially right now, modeling for your children. Mm-hmm. I think it was Michelle Dempsey Multak on, on one of the episodes who said every day when she wakes up, she says, I want today, I want to be the person I want my daughter to grow up to be. 
And that's mm. how, when she's making decisions in her life about how to behave, how to act, how to react, she says, well, how would I want my daughter to do this in her life in the future? And that there's so much power in that. And it's really what most parents do want for their children. And it's so hard when it comes up and bumps up against those hard parts, that feeling of loss, that feeling of, of mm -hmm. change, um, that feeling of being devastated. It is all of those things, but good things can come from it. And our children are very much going to take a cue from us on how we react to this. Well, and I think the other piece is as a parent, all those things you said, underscore, 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 right? This isn't something you can just tie a pretty bow around. It's like, oh, mind shifts. I'll just change my mind about this and I'll just do it yes. differently, right? It's tough. It's so, so hard to let go to, you know, those feelings that get in there. I mean, there's, and there's so many different ones. Um, you don't have to go it alone. I mean, right. so that's the other piece, like find your people, <laughs> Have some, have some go-to people that you can just say, you know what, I'm just having a hard time with this and talk about it out loud. Like just, if you can't talk about it, write about it, journal about it, find a friend, find a group, but just process it and not just, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stuff it. Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on lockdown and I'll just, you know. I'll just get right through it. Um, I don't think that's helpful either. And again, we're modeling for our kids. So if we can't manage our feelings in healthy, constructive ways, how the heck are they going to manage their feeling in healthy and constructive ways? Right. Well, and they, you know, they're dealing with change and things being different as well, but they have the benefit, hopefully, of parents who are I guess I would say presenting the issues to them or we have an opportunity, I guess, as parents is what I'm trying to say is that we can say to children, there's two different ways you were talking about talking to children. I can't, you know, I know it's going to be so horrible to not be with all your grandmothers and grandparents and your cousins. And I know you're going to miss us on the beach when we're down in the Bahamas, but I'm sure you're going to have a nice time with you know, your other grandparents, et cetera, right? There's one there, we can put it to them that way. Or Christina, how might you <laughs> suggest a parent who is struggling themselves? So you said, you know, you need to talk with your kids. How does a parent skirt that line of not sharing their sadness and overwhelm or distress with their children about not being with them over the holidays so that they're being honest? but also mm -hmm. set their children up for a successful holiday. So I, I'm somebody who likes to script things out. So I would say, don't have an impulsive conversation. <laughs> Think about what's the message you want to convey to your kids and how can you, um, how can you articulate to them something that's going to be supportive and, and not burden them with whether or not you're going to be okay. Like that's the message we want to send to our kids. I'm going to be okay. But when you're talking about, gosh, it's going to be so hard. I'm really going to miss you. I'll think about you every minute on Christmas day. Um, you know, that's really setting your kids up. So I think one, you, you talk about, you know, this year is going to be different and there are going to be parts 
that might be really exciting. And there are parts that might be a little bit harder. Right. And that's kind of the way life is when things change, things are going to be a little different, but different doesn't have to be devastating. And here's what the holidays are going to look like. Um, so I, I think you can be, I think you can be authentic and say, you know, my, it's going to be a little hard. Yeah. I am going to kind of miss that We're not going to all be around the Christmas tree. And I also know that we have an opportunity, right. To have a really a different Christmas, but it can be meaningful. And more than anything, I want you to really enjoy your time with your other parent. And so let's, let's then help give kids tools for having that good time. So for very young children, sometimes I will um, recommend that parents do thing like create a little uh, share envelope or a share box that kids can take with them on their holiday. And if there are things that they want to share with their other parent, they can put them in their little box. Oh, how cute. And so when yeah. they come back, you can open the box together and tell me all about your time with mom. Tell me all about your time with dad. You know, if I had a, a co-parent one time who was really distressed because all of his relatives were coming in for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And mom wasn't going to budge on the schedule. And this was like his parents who had been around, you know, they were aging and didn't know when the kids were going to get to see them again. And he was just really, really upset. And so we talked about different options. And one of the things that um, he thought about doing was making um, a video and interviewing all the people that were going to be at the gathering so that when his kids were with him, he could sit down and share that with them. Right. So we open ourselves up to options when we kind of let go a little bit. I think the other really important part that all parents need to pay attention to is to validate your children's feelings because kids may feel really sad. It may be very disappointing for them to hear that not everybody's going to be around the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. Um, and say, yeah, I get that. You know, there are a lot of kids, we go big, right? There are a lot of kids who have parents that split up that sometimes find the, that hard, you know, when things are different. And it makes sense that you might feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, well, invalid, you're, these are our mediator skills that are getting brought out to, or my mediator skills, because we're validating for, for children, for anybody, you know, mm -hmm. validate this for yourself. This goes back to what you were saying earlier. A absolutely accept and acknowledge that this is really difficult stuff. And these are hard choices and hard de decisions and hard situations. You're talking about that one client whose, you know, elderly parents were coming in and, and the other co-parent would not budge. Uh, that's going to happen. Um, you mm -hmm. know, there, there are going to be times where it does not always work out to have parenting time be a hundred percent the way that we want it when you're sharing it between two households. Um, but I love the opportunity that, that, that parent turned that into think of how much fun that could be and how exciting for the children when you're doing Hanukkah in January or whatever it might be, but you've taped, you know, the lighting of the menorah with the family and everybody mm -hmm. gone around the room. Think about how wonderful that can be in that moment for your children. It's different, but the love that comes through and the family and the connection, well, different is still love, family and connection. Right. Right. And making Make the most of the time you place. have. Yeah. I, I love that idea. 
And, you know, the one other thing I'm wondering for your kids, you were talking about giving them the skills and um, tools for them to weather, you know, the differences and all that. And I'm just wondering, you know, what would you suggest or how would you suggest a conversation might go if you're talking to your children and they're worried about leaving you alone during the holidays while they go off to the other parents or they, they, they don't want to, they want to stay home for the holiday. Um, but the reality is it's time to go over to their co-parents home. So I think, again, we talk about the hard stuff, right? I get this is going to be, this feels really big for you. And it, and it sounds like you're going to be a little bit sad or you're a little worried. Let's talk about what's your big worry. Right. So find out what that, because a lot of times when kids are presenting things to us, what they're presenting on the surface is the surface, right? And there's lots of <laughs> other stuff underneath it. So we need to get curious. And instead of taking it at face value, just say, oh, can you tell me like, what's, what's your big worry? Right. Um, and then listen to that worry. And then together, after you've kind of validated that feeling, you can move into problem solving. I think it's also important for kids to hear a very clear message that, yes, this is hard and I'm going to be okay. And one of the things you need to know is that you don't have to worry about taking care of my feelings. That's my job. And your job is taking care of your feelings. And I really appreciate that you love me so much that you're worried. And this will be different. And it might be hard, but we're going to get through it together. And I'm going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. And we you know, can I handle hard things. We, we can, can handle hand hard things. Yeah. That's going back to the hard parts, right? Holidays and the hard parts. We can handle hard parts. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it comes down to awareness of, of what you're, you know, being aware, calling it out, naming it, being transparent about what's happening. And, and learning to, to accept, you know, that change is going to happen and it's not an easy thing. You know, we always say this, well, accept, oh, let it go. <laughs> people, I, I know many people who get very irritated when someone says, oh, just let it go. It's hard. It's hard. That's why we're calling it the hard parts. It is, but there's key words that you and I've talked about before. Cause I had some beef with this whole idea of radical acceptance as mm -hmm. well. The two words that were game changers for me were for now, for now, this is the way it is. Doesn't mean it'll be this way forever, but this is the way it is right now. And so we're going to deal with what we've got and try to figure out, you know, how we're going to handle it because really there's basically two kinds of problems in the world, problems you can fix and problems you can't fix. And just because you can't fix or change something doesn't mean you can't learn how to handle it. And that's an important concept for your kids to learn because it will serve. It's a life skill that they will use throughout their lives. Right. Because frankly, you can cushion their lives to a certain extent, but in some ways you're not doing them any favors because we are all going to hit things in life that we just have to deal with and that we just have to radically accept in certain <laughs> ways for now. I like that. It's, it's what we have to accept for now. And, and, uh, you know, the reality of your holidays and the reality of the situation you find yourself in today, as you listen to this podcast is 
very likely going to be very different from the reality you find yourself in tomorrow, Mm -hmm. next week, a year from now, eight years from now, 20 years from now. So that for now is probably one of the biggest golden nuggets in this episode, Christina. So thank you. (laughs) You always wrap them up so beautifully. Um, So let's make sure I will put um, in the show notes, obviously links to the book, to all of your prior podcast episodes, but tell people the best way to get in touch with you, find out more about you, work with you. Yes. So you can always find me at divorceandchildren.com, divorceandchildren.com. I'm also on IG at Divorce and Children, Facebook, the same at Divorce and Children. And um, you can also hit me up on LinkedIn, Christina McGee. She's, she's everywhere. And if you can't find her, get in touch with me because the poor woman is on my speed (laughs) dial. So I can always find her for you. Well, Christina, another fantastic episode for our parents who are really, you know, sort of going into that holiday season, dreading the hard parts. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of tips in here that are going to, to help people manage the hard parts, not necessarily make them go away. There's no no magic wand that comes with the book or comes with the law (laughs) degree or comes with any thing that we have, but, uh, the words of wisdom from someone like Christina, honestly, folks, they will change your, they will change your life. They will change your perspective. And what we truly want is it for to it to change your, your children's experience of your divorce, of your separation and their future. So thank you again. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much. 